So I, I asked the you know I asked for questions on our, on our Twitter, and uh, Shodate after I harassed him finally responded, and asked what's your favorite Randy Savage match pre eighty two, which is such a Shodate question. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> and here's an. Have you seen any? God damn. Is the Crusher Broomfield match from eighty one? I haven't. You know what we can do? We could just lie. We'll just lie. Hello, everybody. And Welcome th- to Wrestling is Gross, <laughs> episode 17. Uh, <laughs> my name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. <laughs> there you go. That's your intro. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll just... Uh, we'll, Shadate? Uh, oh, wow. Shadate. Shadate. Date, our dear friend, uh, asked us... What's our favorite Randy Savage match from pre-1982? And the answer is probably versus Lanny. Yeah. <laughs> Here, well, I have an answer. As We will get to it. Okay. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, well, because, go ahead. So, okay, um, it is our first match, which I don't know. Not, not this, so this is an episode about Randy Savage, pre-WWF, mm-hmm. primarily in Memphis. But our first match is from... His dad's territory, which wasn't actually in Memphis. This was, I believe, this was in Johnson City because this is like an outlaw, an outlaw territory, and but it ran the same because the Memphis territory, if you don't know, right. is extremely nebulous. Yeah, we'll like, go into the, that a little bit. Uh, the outlaw promotions, yeah. All right, uh, and I mean, you have like the Fuller, like the Fuller promotion. They were running Knoxville, right? Which yeah. is so funny, like that. That like that's the amount of territory they had, but it's like, like basically. Theoretically, everything like no, 
no i mean all of mississippi all of missouri except kansas city and st louis pretty much all of all of eastern i mean western tennessee up through nashville theoretically all of kentucky uh okay. indiana belong to who they belong to fucking uh, Mid-South, uh, belong to fucking CWA yeah. and the Jarrett's. Jerry, Jerry Jarrett, Eddie Marlin, um, Jerry Lawler. I, I don't know how much actual like owning stake he had in the company. Um, CWA stands for what? Do you know? Is it Continental? Uh, no, it's not Continental. Yeah, Continental. It is Continental uh, Wrestling Alliance? As- Association. Association. Okay. Yeah. I, all right, so yes, Randy Savage, Memphis. Basically what we're talking about tonight. Uh, Randy Savage pre-WWF. Doing four matches from 82 to 85, uh, plus some other shit that I watched, and we will talk about. We took questions. We got it. We got a nice little show tonight. We're going to try to keep it short because I got to go to work in two hours. Um, Randy Savage pre 85 is very similar, actually, to Randy Savage post 85, and that he was always a maniac and was allowed to be a maniac even in his uh, most mainstream settings, I feel like. Um, but he is especially unhinged, and we will go into some of those some of those things. Um, ICW, his father's promotion. Our first match versus Ronnie Garvin. It's a cage match from ICW. Um, you've got question marks after the date here, so who knows? But we've got it as September eighth, nineteen eighty-two. Yes, that's why I would. I'm going to say to Shudate's question <laughs> that this is. In a time loop, we have no clue. Nobody knows. It was on the uh, DVD VR 80s Memphis set, and it was listed as 82 slash 1983. Nobody right. knows. So I, it could most be of the ICW I see is listed as 82 slash 83. Yeah. Um, and this was on... very strange. What, it was, on, was it on the first disc of the Memphis Death Valley Driver set? Or was it on the yeah. last one? It was, it's, it's so fucking, like... Because, it, I mean, because it's so... Because it's, it's ancillary. I I don't remember. I would think chronologically, right? It might actually because it would have been on the last because it's like because you can't fit it in within the chron- chronology of Memphis and there's enough right. from eighty and eighty one. Right. But it's so weird. So uh, it's not Memphis. It's not the when people say Memphis wrestling, they're talking mostly about CWA. You rarely see the word like the letters CWA like listed after a match because for the most part people just know it as Memphis. That's what I've always called yeah. it. Uh, Memphis, Mempo. Um, it's it's very much its own thing, and it's the town of Memphis is synonymous with the company CWA, or later on USWA, which is the same company, of course. Um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that was in 82. What's going on in 82 Memphis? That's like the, the Dutch, uh, it's Jerry Lawler versus Dutch Mantel feud is big. Yeah. Uh, I think that's when Coco became Sweet Brown Sugar and joined the Hart family, and him and Bobby Eaton were running roughshod. I believe Coco turns back babyface towards the end of 82. Um, I watched all the Memphis TV that we have available from 81 and 82, and most of 83, I haven't seen all of the 84, 85 stuff. So some of this, some of the stuff that I'll talk about tonight is not new to me, but it's, it's kind, it's close to new. Um, I think, the deal here is that um, ICW, which International Championship Wrestling, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Angelo Pafo's promotion, is that right? He's the guy who formed it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you have any background on... So, if Angelo Pafo, they weren't from Tennessee, right? They're from, like... Where are they from? Do you know where the Pafos are from? 
they, I believe they're from uh, Kentucky. Okay. From Northern Kentucky. That So that is sort of the like Memphis territorial region. But as we just said, the whole Memphis territory is like fucking nebulous as shit. Right. That like um, – it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I, I do see here uh, Downers Grove, Illinois is where Angelo Puffo was born. Um, and then it says he died in Sarasota, Florida. And, of course, Sarasota, Florida is the town that Macho Man – uh, Randy Savage was billed from for most of his career, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's quite the quite the wide net. Um, but, yeah. Uh, ran international championship wrestling, holding cards in Tennessee, Kentucky, and Arkansas. Um, I, don't, I don't think we're going to have a lot of info on it here. Um, I see that Angelo worked as the carpetbagger. In uh, Atlantic Grand Prix wrestling in the Maritimes, um, if you've ever that listened- seems the, that seems the opposite of what we, <laughs> we were saying. The fucking Maritimes, it's like yeah, yeah it's like a carpetbagger, like this Yankee heel coming south from uh, the Yukon. I don't <laughs> bizarre. Yeah, I don't, uh, who knows how they build him? Um, it's interesting. Uh, he, he he apparently brought. Um, he, he bought into the promotion. Um, he apparently had some sort of stake in it. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. You ever I mean, cause to... I know like the stuff with like, I mean, there's like a mul- multiple breakaways, the Nick Gulas promotion, the Fuller's promotion, all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's really, it's funny in how like it, it did not consolidate for a long time. And then, and then the 80, I mean, basically, like, the run for CWA just by itself, uh, not even, ca- like, before the uh, world-class merger in mm-hmm. late, in, like, 88, 88, 89, yeah. is, like, just pretty much, like, it is just, like, uh, like power-sharing with the bookers, so nobody got to, like, up in their shit, and then the agreements for AWA and all of that, and then sometime with some with um, fucking... Um, Mid Atlantic, so it's like sure, but it's like pretty steady after, like you know, like knives right in the back from everyone, uh, which I don't know that makes sense, but it's also, it's, a, it's like funny. It's a cutthroat. I mean, all territories were cutthroat um, at that time, obviously, but um, yeah, Poffo ran ICW from seventy nine to eighty three in Kentucky. It says this is all off Wikipedia, so who fucking knows? Yeah. Um, but we've got versus Ronnie Garvin, Randy Savage here. Um, this is a cage match. Ronnie Garvin, of course, legend in his own right. Um, the one man gang, as they called him, the man with the hands of steel. Um, rugged Ronnie. And of course, most importantly, Miss Atlanta Lively. Miss Atlanta Lively. Of course. Um, both of the Garvins were all about that life. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, we should we we'll talk about that on our on our intergender episode one day. Uh, yeah. We keep we keep <laughs> keep saying when are we going to do that intergender episode, and the answer is never. But it's fun to joke about. Um, yeah. The commentator who I didn't realize was Lanny. I don't know how I didn't recognize Lanny Poffo's voice. He um, sounds. He sounds like fucking. He sounds like a like 
the love child of uh, Gorilla and Ventura, but on a ton of fucking Xanax. Totally. I was going to say he sounds like Jesse Ventura on Valium. That's exactly Yeah, what he has like some gorilla but yeah. that's I think that's just a little bit like of the Italianness, And he also, and like just like his thesaurus like he, he brings, he breaks out scapulas. Mm. <laughs> gotta get scapulas on the mat. He also says, oh, Ronnie Garvin, he's got a, like it was a spot later. It's like Ronnie Garvin. He's got a tourniquet around his neck, and it's like that's not what tourniquet, not a tourniquet is. Tourniquet, yeah, yeah. He means a garage. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so this... I, he calls Savage the world champion as he comes out. Uh, I I do question perhaps the legitimacy <laughs> of the ICW world title. Um, I doubt it's been fin- defended, and I, like you, this became a thing where people would be like, "Oh, he defended the CZW." heavyweight title in germany that's now a world championship <laughs> like where people are like if it's defended internationally it becomes a world championship how do you feel about remember, that dumb shit i like the there was this dude do you know bill thompson maybe like uh, yeah he, he came up with like this weird formula about how many international holders there had to be and how many countries had to be have been defended in was he a all that guy was he a pro wrestling only guy yeah, he was okay. a PWO guy. And his um, username was just capital Bill, capital B-I-L-L, and then capital T, like one word? Yeah, I want to say he had a Rorschach avatar, but that's yeah, also okay, 7,000 people on... No, but between, I know the guy. Yeah, yeah. And I remember... But I like that standard, but it was also avatar, absurd. Yeah. Right. It was also... It was absurd, but I like the idea. It's like... It's like... It's more like you know it when you see it. Like, just because, like... I don't... Like... I'm trying to think of something that there's like that like the noah title isn't a world title even though i guess it's technically the global honored crown but what the fuck is that it's not like the no <laughs> but well it's, but yeah, it's, like, it's not that, a world title a, but it's 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 honored globally so what yes what's but it's like you really? think of that as a world title you don't think of like i don't know like the title fucking shigehiro iri has right now is now a world title because they've they pawned it off on what title dope, is like, that uh, Southside Wrestling Entertainment, okay. and it's now been it's been, it was defended in CZW at probably by David Starr, and now Erie's defended it. Erie's defended it in uh, Japan and hell yeah, other places. And <laughs> you're like, waves. that's not a world, that's not a fucking world title though. <laughs> he, I think he beat like Amigo Suzuki or some weirdo. Uh, now there's Joji a contender. Itani, that's right. <laughs> yeah, like on some on a J stage show, I'm like, that's not a world title. No, definitely but, not. But but so if we're if we're gonna go by those standards, maybe the ICW world title is legitimate. Um, it's being defended in a real ass cage match. Yeah. So Savage comes out to some very cool like new wave music, but I couldn't tell what it was. Could you make Here's that out at all? Here's a theme to uh, the hit television series and movie Fame. Oh, okay. So it yeah, was... you don't hear the chorus, which is the only part that most people would remember. So you just get, but like the and like the opening yeah. is very fucking good. It's it's a better song than you'd think because if you just think of the chorus, it's yeah, super corny. That but it's bong, really it's actually doom, or, bong, doom, doom, right? Is that am I yeah. Right <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't heard that song in a while. We're talking about David Bowie, right? Uh, bong, yeah i can't do it either um no good good song (laughs) uh john lennon on guitar for that um pretty sure yes yeah i'm pretty sure yeah i mean he's on backing vocals and he also has a writing credit because he was the one who came up with saying fame nice which yeah it says a lot about Uh, him uh yeah so he's savage is he looks a little different um as far as like his 
he's younger. He, all right, I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way before, so I don't have to bring it up later. When I was a kid, I thought Randy Savage was a black man. <laughs> understandable. Thoughts on that? Thoughts on that? Uh, understandable. He's half Italian, half Jewish, isn't he's he? He's very so, dark. He's got, he's really... He's, he's, he's very... He's, you know, he's, he's a Pete Davidson, you know? He's very, he's <laughs> he's very racial. A, he is not a Pete Davidson. <laughs> no, he's he very... He's, he's, he's more racial than he seems. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't have uh, Crohn's disease or whatever. Um, yeah. Fucking... Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I can cut that out. <laughs> um, all right. So this match is good as shit. Uh, there's just like a real f- sense of closeness. Um... Both the feeling that both men are like touching at all times, Prot and Kampf. We talked about it. Yes, yes. I didn't want to, but it's like that's. I think like that's. It's the tightest match since we've done Prot and we've done since Prot and Kampf, and it's very strange because it's. I mean, Ronnie Garvin was like a pretty like mean spirited heel in ICW. I know that, but it's like it just. This is just like a really pretty fucking beautifully worked. Like in terms of just like on like mat work, a lot of. Um, snugness like, for sure yes all the like this but really super snug like exchanges of uh like quarter face locks and kind of shit like that yeah. headlocks it really i like, thought of prot and Kampf constantly in like the first half of this match um because it had that general sweaty um just you know two two large men grappling not necessarily like skillfully but with just brute force and not letting go. Um, yeah. It's it's grap it's grapple fuck. This is grapple fuck for sure. This is this is like uh well I was no I'm not gonna uh, <laughs> I was gonna take a minute. What I was gonna do there is I was gonna take a second and think of something really gross. Um and then I decided better of it. Um but yeah, he's real nasty. Um big knee drops of course, the stomps, everything you know uh, Ron Garvin for, his punches are crazy there's this fucking and i i tried to clip a video like 10 years ago when i didn't have the software to do it um of ronnie garvin just it it was like an 88 probably episode of of saturday night of world championship wrestling and him just him whipping this jobber off the ropes and jumping and punching him in the face and yes. the jobber takes this bump that he looks dead and they like play like drag him out of the ring afterwards um so if anybody can it's probably what was i watching um probably around the great american bash so like may april june of uh, of 88 if anybody's going through those and can hit me up with that clip <laughs> um so he he goes for a pile driver, uh, gives Savage a deep wedgie. You see a lot of Savage's ass here, a great deal of ass, you might say. Um, I keep having I, I wrote down commentator a lot, uh, but <laughs> before I realized it was Lanny, uh, which happened towards the end. Uh, commentator Lanny uh, says a lot of really obvious shit, like Savage is not an easy man to pin, and neither of these men enjoy losing. Uh, so yeah, there's a little bit of gorilla in him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um the sa- the way Savage moves in this. He's like always he's a phenomenal mover, obviously. Mm-hmm. And like we'll see in other matches. Like he just he, I mean, he has but he moves like it's like such a fucking like he has like such a like cocaine focused feline energy. He's like oh, totally. he's so wild in this, yeah. He's, yeah, that's the thing, is like so alright. 
I know we're not going to talk about Kenny Omega. I think Kenny Omega is going for a thing like this. So if you watch like Will Ospreay, it's like this grace of movement. I think Kenny Omega at least has a better idea of how to do this sort of thing where he's, it's very exaggerated. He doesn't pull it off in most cases, but like this, yeah, this aggression, um, and, and unhingedness, um, of, of just the way Savage moves, uh, the way he hits the ropes and it doesn't look like he's calculating his next move. He's just going to hit however he hits. Um, and that, yeah, that we, we'll see more of that in the other matches. And Savage has some really great strikes, though. He throws, like, a variety of different punch types, uh, different angles, different, like, contexts. And yeah, I remember, like, he, the way his punches are, they do develop a little more, but, like, because, like, the contact, like, the way his hand sort of hits on Garvin is sort of weird it's it's sure. like it's worked but but it's like the but the action on them like the actual punching yeah like, the animation is beautiful yeah yeah he, he does this sort of like half running like skip step uh into like a left uh i guess like sort of an overhand like haymaker yeah um, and it, that knocks the shit out of ronnie uh ronnie goes down off of that um so the i don't want to stick on this match too long i don't have that many notes though um there's spots where they do the like middle bar of the cage you know where the two panels yeah. meet uh ronnie gets his head fucking just bashed off of that in a really disgusting way um lanny says garvin's head struck a musical note yeah <laughs> um there's some the, the way the ca- they work the cage pretty well for a match that is not super super violent and cage spot like there's right. a, like the way the like there's a spot where savage is like all, one of his arms and legs are in between the ring and the cage and they're just hanging out that looks super fucking gross and like like he could be like fucking split in half and it's it's unintentional i mean it's just that they bought like a cheap ring like you can tell like the door like like there's a, like a gap between the top of the cage and the yeah. door yeah this is not one of those cages you can't escape right it's it's there and they do use it as a weapon I mean, yeah this is but, the outlaw shit and this is an indie promotion for sure um but it, but it looked fucking it looked fucking cool i mean yeah. whether it was intentional or not who cares it looked good yeah. um and just just like there's like there's a it's not a, like a pinfall sequence where the the ref keeps calling uh, one counts on Savage. It's like it's like which is very strange. It's just it's a very I really love. Uh, I I mean this felt like an obvious match to uh, have on, but I really right. fucking love this match for like what is it's very strange. Yeah, um, it's it's cool. It's uh it's weird. I mean, just uh, run through a few more spots. Huge flying knee drop from the top rope from Garvin. Garvin lands and doesn't like roll forward. He just lands with precision and stops with his knee on the chin and throat. Um, yeah, and it like looks like he paused the tape almost. Um, yeah, brutal. Savage hits an elbow drop with good form, but it's very different from the one that he would you know develop later. Um, we get a really great uh, atomic drop. Um, Garvin drops Savage with the classic atomic drop. Savage leaps forward to sell it and flies face first into the cage, uh, <laughs> then falls back and does a big bump, you know, like just really great stuff. Uh, the ref ends up going down, and Garvin takes the ref's belt off. Yes, um, which is so good. Right. So, I, what, like, what would you expect to happen next? He's going to whip him with it, right? But this isn't really that type of fight, and Ronnie Garvin is not that type of fighter. So what he does is he wraps the belt around his fist and 
punches Savage repeatedly with the buckle. Um, and Lanny said, you sure do hate to see these things happen in wrestling. Um, honorable, honorable sport. Uh, but yeah, we, there's a, there's a lot of cool stuff here. Savage gets the belt, uh, never whips him with it, wraps it around the fist. It's like, it gives the punches more weight, right? If you've got that thick leather around your, around your fist, it's just, it's making, it's an anchor to throw your fist at a higher velocity. Um, Garvin does the funky legs. Some a little bit, uh, selling, you know, the classic triple H, <laughs> uh, yeah. So there are some, some big spots. Uh, Savage gets bounced off the ropes. Uh, it takes a back body drop over the top rope into the cage. Um, which is not a rare bump to see in an older cage match, but this is 82. So it did feel a bit crazy to me. Yeah. Um, it's a high spot, even like a modern cage match and he goes full force into it. Um, yeah, I, I, we get to the finish. Finishes really clever. Um, Garvin's hanging out in the top. He, uh, he, uh, I guess he's gonna go for another knee drop, presumably. Uh, yeah. Sa- Savage gets up and knocks him. So Garvin lands uh, dick and balls on the uh, the the turnbuckle. And this is not a like standard bouncy turnbuckle. This looks like it doesn't give at all. Um, just no give to that top buckle and they just smash down. They being his dick and balls smash down onto it. Um, and then finish is real clever because Garvin is hanging, um, you know, uh, head towards the floor, still on the top turnbuckle nursing his poor ass, uh, broke ass nuts after that. And Savage sort of bear hugs him upside down, uh, back to belly, um, lifts him from the buckle and takes like two steps back and just hits a fucking pile driver and that's your win. Like that's your finish. Yeah, fucking beautiful. Um, I love how when the ref uh, was like back up, he uh, didn't ask for his belt back. He just <laughs> owned by these fucking guys. Um, <laughs> that's there's a lot of weirdness in this in this match. Yeah, it's uh, it's super smoky in that room. It looks like at t- like when Savage comes out, it doesn't even look like there are chairs. It looks like a Beyond show from the fucking. You know, like it looks yeah. like a, a, a VXV uh, from Oberhausen where people aren't seated at all. They're just standing around the ring. Um, it's a cool environment. Smoky. Um, yeah, I, I, I like this a lot. I highly recommend it to anybody looking for some very early Savage footage and seeing how he clearly got it. And seeing him in there with a guy who is super underrated, maybe not in our circles, but Ronnie Garvin, man, I... You don't have to look far to see people saying Ronnie Garvin, uh, worst NWA champion of all time, or Bullshit. yeah, like yeah. just just crazy shit. Um, well, I'm sure we'll come back to Ronnie at some point. Yeah, Ron Ronnie's got a lot yeah. of good shit. I would like to watch uh, those. Um, I've never watched them. The '85 Montreal uh, Garvin's versus Rougeau's feud. Oh, I've seen. Yeah, that's a good shit. That's good. Uh, you know, it, you know, it, like intra-province uh, feud and, and Foss and family fight shit. That's yeah. yeah. And then I mean, there's a lot of Garvin stuff. The flare, uh, the flare cage match is one yeah. of my favorites. Uh, the one from Starcade, or is, isn't there another one now? The Starcade one. Okay, isn't there another Garvin Flare cage match that is out in be, full? I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. I've seen it though, but no, it's not. I mean, that sounds like one of those lo- like like 2017 WWE Network uploads that people forgot about. 
Yeah. Um, but there's just, yeah, and just fucking, just, just very fucking good match, kind of cage match that you don't see often that, you know, just, if you want to, I mean, if you like, you know, like you're fucking grappling. I mean, yeah. and if you if you if you have doubts about Randy Savage as like a complete worker, which is somewhat easy to have, yeah. Even if sure, it's like well, if you fucking like no, you it's like this match hold. Like he's not not the smoothest, but it looks good and it looks like nice and tight. It's yeah, really good shit. Um, yeah. So okay, so would you like to uh, continue the Lanny Poffo uh, portion of this? Uh, segment of, I, of our I hour. I would. I would, as we will move to 1984 Memphis, except I did, in between this, well, I started this and then I decided I wanted to go a little, uh, back a little bit. In between, I watched a clip, uh, It's. It, I think it's called The Macho Man Debuts in Memphis. Um, I'll link it in the, uh, in the notes. It is the first time Macho Man appeared in the, uh, was it WMC5 studio, is that right? I think. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll look that up to be sure. Maybe. Yeah. He. We don't mean the Motor City Five. Yeah. The yes, the Motor. Yes, of course. Uh, what's the? I never got into them. What's the deal there? The kick out the jams. Yeah, they're, they're all right. I don't know. They're better Detroit bands. The whole everything with you know everything Ashton and it is better. Yeah. Um, well, Ron Ashton, problematic fave. That's uh, that's one of the guys from that's the guy from Stooges, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know enough about that stuff. I should one of these days I'll get into the, the Iggy and the Stooges. Um, so Savage and Angelo Poffo uh, interrupt some loser studio match. Um, Macho Man is wearing a fedora and leather jacket. Did you watch this? I didn't see it now. Have you seen it before? It's um, the thing I put the gif up of him. Yeah, I figured. I okay. have, I don't. I'm, I probably have, but uh, it's been a while. Well, I'll do. I'll just do a little bit of, and we won't dwell on this too long. If you hear my kids in the background, they are having a good time upstairs. Um, we used to record the show when they were asleep, right? But now I go to work while they sleep. Very strange. Um, I also opened up Twitter, and I see that uh, Dolph is trending, uh, and so is Young Dolph. So I don't know what that means. Um, SD well, Live. Uh, yeah. SD Live. Um, Macho Man shows up wearing a fedora and leather jacket. Uh, this is his first appearance in the territory, um, and his, you know, obviously Angelo and uh, and and the pa- the Poffo sons uh, would. I think they threatened the Jarretts for like a decade or like like five years or something leading up to this. Uh, the, there's stories of, um, I think Savage showing up to the fucking studio with a gun or something. Like you've heard you've heard those stories, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I wish I would have looked them up. I would love to be able to talk about that a little more um and maybe i will uh after we go on our break here but everybody recognizes savage he is a star of the area even though he hasn't wrestled for this company um the crowd is you know into him in so much as they are into a psychopath and they know that this guy is you know an outlaw type an outlaw superstar um he um I, so I guess what happened here, what actually led to Savage coming into Memphis, CWA, the Jarrett territory, um, is they, like what, the the Jarretts and the Poffos, like there must have been a coke drought, like just a, like just long enough, just like, or, or just a poor package where people were not 
coked out of their minds for five minutes, and then they were able to negotiate and make this happen, get Randy Savage in the proper Memphis territory. Does that sound like the most likely scenario? Yeah, um, <laughs> there's a big flood on the Mississippi, and they couldn't get it up, yeah. up from the Delta. Yeah. Uh, this is some real cocaine shit, though. Uh, he and Angelo hold up a sign that says Macho wants the king. The king. It's like a long, shitty banner. Uh, Savage says, I think he says, if Law, I think he says, Jerry Lawler, if your dad was still alive, he would warn you not to get in a cage with me or something. It's very strange. There's a lot of strange stuff happening. Eddie Marlin shows up, of course. Uh, his classic, like, passive, well, you need to stop all this. Um, Eddie Marlin, a worker, right? Like... Yeah. Have you seen the Eddie Marlin versus is it Eddie Marlin versus Tommy Gilbert the boot match? Yes. That cowboy boot match, fucking a. Um, Eddie yeah. Marlin is a bad dude. That's Jeff Jeff Jarrett's grandfather, of course. For people not not familiar, um, Lance Russell yells that you, know, you need to leave, or I'm going to call the cops. Uh, so I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't do a good Lance. So you need to leave or I'm going to call the cop. Um, Savage smashes a framed picture over his own face, uh, gets in the ring, beats the shit out of two jobbers, one of which is wearing a Pink Panther outfit, uh, who Dave Brown later identifies as the Pink Panther. <laughs> <laughs> they had a Pink Panther, too, there, uh, AAA and, and in Memphis, apparently. Oh, yeah. I was going to say he went on to second uh, Viano Free. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same guy, same guy. Uh, yeah. He he hits a beautiful flying elbow here um, onto one of the jobbers, and as he's flying through the air, you you hear Angelo not on microphone, but like just off of a microphone, like it's coming in through through Lance's microphone or something. You hear Angelo Poffo say, "That's my son. That's my son." Like, yes, this is one of one of the things that I really fucking love about. Uh, the Poffo's run in Memphis, Angelo Poffo is this fucking little league dad. Yeah, yeah, proud He's so and fun. aggressive. And, I yeah. mean, because, of course, he was... And probably I mean, he has was a, a gun. Worker. He, yeah, he was a worker. He, like, fucking knows what to do. It's And it's just very fun. Like, his his, his large sons. Yeah. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's, <laughs> it's great. Uh, He's great. I, I, so I, I think, if what, Savage grabs a fucking chair and hits himself with it. Um, like Savage would definitely work a death match if he came up now, or he'd be willing to at least. Yeah. Um, and then the segment ends with Lance Russell, uh, warning Dave that there's watch out. There's broken glass on the table. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I also watched a segment that was uploaded by good old pop culture. stew. um, shouts out, you know, this guy, you know, this guy's, uh, YouTube account. I've seen it. Yeah. It's, he's got a bunch of Memphis stuff on there. He's, he makes playlists too, of like moon dogs and shit. Um, the title of this video is A Bad Day for Jimmy Suzuki, wherein famous Japanese wrestling photographer Jimmy Suzuki gets his fucking ass kicked by Savage and <laughs> Blades. That's right. Well, uh, I think uh, somebody shared a Jimmy Suzuki tweet like in our, our group chat like today. Yeah, uh, he's fucking... He, uh, he is still running a promotion that yeah. does one-offs. Yeah. Uh, Books like uh, Osmo Nishimura versus Yoon Kang Chul in a fucking really good match. And a bunch of I'm not weird... familiar with Yoon Kang Chul. He's some Korean dude who, sure, I, who you I only assumed. ever see wrestle Nishimura, but sure. he's, he's good uh, so at wrestling Nishimura to... at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which that's all that matters. Uh, someone else, someone else booked Nishimura. Gabe yeah. booked Nishimura. Yeah, um, sure. Bring him in for uh, uncharted territory. <laughs> let him <laughs> let him yeah. wrestle Makabe. Um, 
so yeah, Suzuki. I, I'll link this too. Uh, Savage says I'm, Jerry. Jerry Law is not the. I don't know where this is from. I think it's from '85. But he says he's not the real king. Uh, I'm the real king. And then he says, "Who's the king of Japan? It's me, right? It's me. I'm the king of Japan." And then Jimmy Suzuki, a fucking dumbass, says, "Ah, uh, you've never been to Japan." <laughs> then Savage just <laughs> beats the shit out of him. It leaves his like sky blue T-shirt all bloody. And then as they're dragging Jimmy Suzuki away, Lance says, "Jimmy." I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I will. I will link that. Um, that leads nothing us into, like Memphis. Uh, it's the best. It's the best. It's got such a great the studio feel. It's just the best. Um, second match. It's Randy Savage and Lanny Poffo versus the Rock and Roll Express. This is from the Mid South Coliseum in Memphis. Date on here is June 25th, 1984. Uh, this is more my shit. Like, look, I, I like that match. I like that Garvin-Savage cage match a lot. But it's not really my type of shit. My type of shit it's is... Real, it's fucking good, but it's it's out, it's an outlier of an outlier. It is a weird match. Yeah. It's, yeah. Good, to, it's, good, to, it's good for this. It's for, got a deliberate pace. Savage is a pace. Yeah. Savage is a face, all that kind of shit. And his dad's much is very... It, it adds to the flavor. It's this, worth though, talking about for sure, and I liked. I had a great time watching that match. But this is a Memphis tag sprint, and this is this incredibly is, my shit. Yeah, this is nine minutes of fucking stooging and just fucking f- fantastic double team offense from uh, the Rock and Rolls. Uh, Randy Hales on commentary, always yeah. fun. Randy Hales. Uh, uh, we we start with Randy and, and Robert. Not that it really matters because the Rock and Rolls are so fluid. In and out, constantly switching places during the shine. Uh, this match is basically all shine. Um, people know what shine is, right? Is that still a term people use? Yeah. Okay. Um, I could watch this kind of shit all day, though. Same formula, same structure, over and over. Give me the rock and rolls versus a, a, a heel team that... So uh, one of my favorite rock and rolls matches is them versus the Russians, and that is an outlier. That is not the type of rock and rolls match I'd normally... Like would say is my favorite type of shit. You give me the rock and rolls versus a team like the Poffos, uh, you know, the, obviously the Midnight Express, the fucking Heavenly Bodies. Um, that is my shit. That's what I want to see. Uh, people who are fast and can match the speed, but are aggressive and and just I, I I could watch it. I could watch just rock and roll express matches for the rest of my life. Probably never get bored. May, uh, Rude and Fernandez. Yeah, yes. Ah, fuck it. That's yes. the the title change match. I gotta. I haven't seen that in years. Oh, uh, kicks ass. Yeah, we'll do one. We'll talk about it in here. Um, so this is awesome. Lanny Lanny gets in, uh, does his like handspring front flip entrance, which is like super spectacular because he's a big dude. He's uh, fucking. He is. Yeah, he is. And I mean, he's he's also he's so funny. Like, but he's such a. <laughs> Everything about Lanny Poffo is so fucking funny. Yeah, um, he can suck his own dick. Should we talk about that right exact- quick? Yes. Um, should I give the backstory on that? Dude, whatever you got. I don't have a lot. Okay, I just know so he can suck his own dick. I know the story is he, um, Lanny Poffo by his, apparently has, like, he, he has a Pringle can cock, you know? I say Man, that again? He has a Pringle can cock. A Pringle can cock. All right. Man is long, it sounded apparently. like you got a little bit timid, right, as you said Pringle can. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, um, because uh, apparently he had a girlfriend who was who he liked a lot. I guess because she had big tits. But I don't, I don't know. Sure. Um But she was not skilled 
and uh, given given head as okay. it were. Okay. And because of his like apparently his uh is you know is horse <laughs> meat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he said, "Listen, I can show you." Oh my god. On me. So so he so he, he did it to impress his girlfriend and and show her how to do it. Yes. That's what a what a fucking I love this guy. I love Lenny Poffo. <laughs> um yeah. He and the, he he carries that energy through everything. He's good at he's so good. Yeah. at but he's clearly bad at everything. He's I don't know if if he came up like 25 years later. I mean, if he came up now, I don't think he would be Flip Gordon. I think he would actually be like a genuine star, but because I think he get, he gets it, I think he understood that it, that he was never going to be like a superstar. He, but he could always fill a role, and he did for quite like quite a period of fucking time. Yeah. And, but like he has like like the like the showiness to it, and like the way he just runs in with like arms down, chest out, is so like the perfect way to stooge. And he also has a fucking good punch too. Like like for such a fucking for a dude who's like and WWF just a like. A manager essentially like just right. like the biggest uh comic like biggest like loser heel of the generation fucking great working punch which yeah totally. as he should have i would i would i would imagine uh angelo you know you know took him back behind uh that you know took him out on the porch if he wasn't landing those right <laughs> um but this is so i mean all of the fucking rock and roll stuff um when they like, there's they hit like a bunch of blind tags. The one, the yeah. one is the uh, the trip up. Yes, uh, so that, yeah, that right might after, be my favorite spot of the mall. Yeah, it's a great like Lenny, uh, Lenny, uh, <laughs> uh, Lenny post feet, um, Lanny post feet. Uh, he does the <laughs> he goes up to the top. He does a fucking backflip off the top rope, lands on his feet, and he's just like showing off, right? And then he goes up to uh to robert in the corner and ricky kneels behind him and robert pushes him over the old schoolyard trip uh huge pop randy gets in and looks like he's gonna kill somebody for messing with his brother um (laughs) yeah and then we we do have a great hidden tag with a crisscross section and it's interesting because ricky ricky tags out immediately tags back in after one move um so it's like an interesting difference in philosophy for the rock and rolls compared to a lot of tag teams. Uh, you get the sense most tags are worked with the idea that you tag out when you're fatigued, uh, when you can no longer perform to the, you know, optimal ability. Uh, but the, the rock and rolls do it for different reasons. They do it to confuse, uh, as a sort of like slight as hand, sleight of hand, uh, dizzying their opponents with their in out and out style. Uh, they yeah. Also- and it works as it's really good babyface shtick. To, like, yeah. it ensures constant like crowd interaction. So can, They're always in it. They're always yeah. they always got something to see. And I mean, we like now like quick tags are associated as just a heel thing, which is so stupid. So right. stupid. Right. The rock nose are where unique for their ability to pull that kind of shit off, but it's also like. Just go watch the Rock and Roll Express, guys. Yeah. Well, no, they, so they also know. do it to, to maximize the damage done to the opponent because neither guy yeah. is like a, a really a heavy hitter. Ricky and Robert are not super like offense heavy guys. Well, I mean, we saw Ricky beat the shit out of Ric Flair in that cage match, but that's a different sort of thing. Uh, that's a different version of Ricky Morton. Uh, but neither guy is considered a heavy hitter in most cases, but like together. In out, in out, constant fucking movement, uh, no wasted motion, as one might say. Uh, they can kick some fucking ass, and uh, so they get out, get out on the floor. Um, Ricky gets clocked with a 
for for an object from what it looks like uh and then he looks like he's like really been he's had his clock thoroughly cleaned he's bleeding um we get some color it's hard to tell uh blood on these old memphis tapes. yeah yeah uh yeah he got posted oh uh, yeah. yeah and it's and it is strange in all uh in the next match and then for the majority of our uh main event it's like you can't fucking you really don't see the blood right for and it, it is very strange and it does sort of and it's i don't think of memphis as a bloody territory by standards yeah. of yeah that tommy rich angle ter- Yes, but it's like, but like, comparatively, but it's just like, it's just like the weird angles that you get with the Metallic Coliseum and just yeah. sort of, it's, it's sort of. It's mostly all a wide I, shot. It's, it's, yeah, it's and, one hard camera you know, for the most part. And I would assume partly that might be because obviously Memphis uh, as a TV product, fucking mm-hmm. big and, you know, you're going to, you don't. You know, they're not necessarily thinking like PG, like over fucking official rating system, but they're thinking like, let's not if we if we don't have to right. show a bunch of bloodbaths every single week. Like we don't need to do that, and you don't uh, need to see it either. That's the thing is you if you the thing about Lance Russell and even Randy Hales, um, you you trust these guys as as narrators, like yeah. If they tell you Lawler's bleeding above the left eye, then you can see it, even if you can't actually see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think it totally works. I don't think you need to see blood to know blood is there. I'd love to see it. I love to look. I love to look at blood. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> look at yeah, it all fucking man. day. I might cut myself open right now. But uh, what the fuck else is this podcast about? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, it's about seeing and feeling and smelling blood. Uh, Lanny is such a piece of shit here, though. Really, the scummiest <laughs> asshole. Uh, like, oh, he, uh, is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of course, his hubris leads to his downfall. He misses a senton, uh, a, I guess senton bomb, senton atomico, kind of. Yeah, it's a senton uh, bomb. It's yeah. it's very. It, I mean, it looked fucking good for something that someone was doing in Memphis in the mid South Alabama in 1984. Yeah. But it's not if you did it today and you weren't 400 pounds, everyone would shit on it. Yeah, um, it's uh, you know. Takeda does it, but he does he does pretty much the same kind of flipping senton, but he does it usually into like a pile of glass and pencils. So that's the difference. <laughs> you think yeah. Lanny would work a death match? God, um, what's the what's hmm. the the uh, the IWA Mid South Tag Tournament? Um, double death. Double death. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. I want to man fucking Lanny and and Randy versus Tank and Iceberg. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Robert comes in for the hot tag after that. After that, uh, it's shortened. He go, he comes in house of fire. He bounces off the ropes, nails Lanny, um, and then he bounces off the ropes again. And Angelo uh, on the floor. Angelo is here, obviously. Yanks down the top rope. Gibson is running so fast. He flies backwards over the top, lands on his head and neck on the apron, tumbles to the floor. Insane. Ref calls for the DQ, um, and then. In what is probably the most famous single image from Randy Savage's Memphis run, um, they're on the floor. He picks up uh, Ricky Morton on top of the timekeeper's table and gives him a pile driver through the table. Um, Hell says he's never seen anything like that uh, before, uh, which is fair because I'm pretty sure it's legitimately the first time anybody did a fucking pile driver or any move through a table. Um, is that that's? Got to be true, right? I feel like it, has to, it, sh- it should be true. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I would definitely think, like, especially on, like, tape, like, like, the, I absolutely believe Randy Hales. Like, that, and it's a fucking, it is, like, iconic for a reason. It is. And what hasn't Randy Hales seen? Like, that makes, that's yeah, a short list. It's, it's I mean, awesome. you you hang you run with that crew, you're gonna see some shit. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, so yeah, awesome match. Uh, it's like it's short. Don't go in expecting an epic. Um, yeah, nine minutes runtime. Uh, even less because there's some weird cuts. Yeah, every, they don't pretty much anything. Everything it's cut. just like the v- it's just like the VCR cutting it all. Yeah, it gives a shit. You're not gonna miss anything. Yeah. Uh, you have anything else you want to hit on for this before we? Oh uh, no, it just kicked a lot of ass. It was just like so, it's such a fun match. Uh, I couldn't agree great. more. Um, so, well, I, oh, I forgot. I, I forgot about this. Uh, my autoplay next video on YouTube after this. I took notes on this. Uh, so yeah, you know the next video plays and whatever it does looks like an algorithm that just like oh you just watched. Uh, the, the, the Poffos versus the Rock and Roll Express. The next thing you would probably like to watch, which I will autoplay, um, is a video called Jackass 3.5 Deleted Scenes Part 2, <laughs> <laughs> um, which featured Preston Lacey walking the plank and getting hit with a small cannonball and then falling like 50 feet into the water off of a fucking battleship. Um, <laughs> that's a deleted scene and you get a great shot of Preston Lacey's bruised ass the next day um, and then we see something uh, I don't know what the name of this stunt was I don't really know how they pulled it off it felt almost fake um, but the important part is we get a talking head little interview of Jeff Tremaine uh, of course a co-creator, executive producer um, of, of Jackass uh, talking about how uh, in the early days of Jackass, Bam Margera was really homophobic and refused to do any quote-unquote gay shit. But now when someone says, we're going to make a rocket dildo, he immediately says, hell yeah, shoot it into my ass. <laughs> so there you go, evolution of Bam Margera. Um, we, hope, yeah. we hope you're doing all right, Bam. Uh, go on Come Down ro- again. <laughs> yeah, ironic for all of the, thing, all of the uh, gay uh, comedy on Jackass. I can't think of a single thing gayer. Then um, the skunk car. I don't remember uh, the skunk car. It's it's uh, Bam just he has, he has a dead skunk on a remote control car, <laughs> and he has like the full like uh like he has like the full makeup on, and he's like and he's dressed like Bam would be, and he has like uh kitchen like the yellow rubber gloves on. Okay, and I don't think there's a single gayer moment in that in that <laughs> entire series. Does he have the uh the the him style like top hat, furry top yeah. hat? Yes, I can I yes. can see it in my brain. Um, maybe we'll maybe uh, we'll play some him over our little break. We'll do here. <laughs> Thoughts on him? I always a lot of people uh, in love them in seventh grade. Hell yeah, exactly. Um, yes, I, my fr- I, I've referenced Aaron Hart on this show a few times. He was my best friend growing up. He's a retired pro wrestler. Um, he has a heartogram tattoo on his shoulder. Um, yeah. So there you go. Um, we'll come back in a few minutes. We'll talk. We'll do, do some questions, and we got a couple other matches. Um, if it feels rushed, it's because it is. I have to work in an hour and twenty minutes, but we'll get through it. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. All right. All right. Trapaholics, trap shit. I know what you're thinking. It's gonna be a couple shootouts. Couple kick Oh, it's Couple holiday drive-by. season, nigga. I know what you're thinking. Salute me and shoot me for Two Glocks, one blunt, and a bad bitch. I'm flexing on these niggas, Randy Savage. 
I have returned with my uh, oversized coffee mug. It is full of Coke Zero. Uh, it has John Cena, The Rock, Roman Reigns, and AJ Styles on it, and a big WWE logo. I got this for two dollars at the uh, at the Walmart. You a fan of Walmart? It's all right. Uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Welcome back to Wrestling is Gross. Walmart's all right. Yeah. <laughs> No, elaborate on your Walmart thoughts. No, no, there's just not that one that's super close around. Uh, uh, sure. There's a Kmart that's, like, right... You guys still have a Kmart? Yeah. Hell yeah. The Kmart uh, uh, in the town I grew up in, Beaumont, Texas, uh, had a little food truck outside of it. Uh, I say f- truck. It was more of a stand on wheels. Um, and it, they sold extra-long corn dogs, and that is... Hell yeah. That is my shit. Um, so we're back. And we're going to go through these questions. We put out the call uh, at Deathmatch Pod. If you're if you're listening to this somehow and you don't know what our Twitter is, uh, at Deathmatch Pod, which I don't regret naming it that. I think it is a good at name. Um, Wrestling is gross was too long, um, and this was available. Yeah, we tried. Yeah, we fucking tried. Oh, we talked. A, we talked a lot about that, um, as you would expect us to, because we talk a lot about everything. Um, yeah, we asked for questions, um, and we got some. So, we'll start with, um, I guess we'll start from the, the oldest, right? From the, the first person to bring one in. Uh, it's Connor, former former guest, is all right now on Twitter. Um, he says, what's your favorite Macho Man verbal tick? And I got an easy answer for this one. It's, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. N-Y-E-A-H. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's... You know what? You know what I'm going to say. It. It's it's the most Philadelphian thing he does. Mm. It's not for Philly. The well, he, man. He played for the. He he played baseball in Pittsburgh, right? Uh, he was drafted by the Reds. I don't fucking know where, but he never. I, I don't think he got out like past like double A. Okay. So I don't know where he played. Um, played in some hick ass towns. Uh, but yeah, like just. That's the best one. I mean, most like the the ones that everybody knows because everybody can do like a very basic uh, Macho Man impression. But it's also like like there's there's so much going on. You know, there's layers yeah. to uh, him. But that is the best one. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I, like I would say, and I would I was going to bring it up, but like, like the way he says everything is with a certain profundity. Like he's explaining something. Like, but like, I, but it's like. It's hard. Like he'll just repeat what someone just said. Like he just like there's a Lawler promo, and he just repeats what Lawler said back to Lance Russell. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, but it's it's like he has to explain it. Like it's not even like he didn't he's think about thinking it. Like, hard about everything he's saying. Yes, he's I think a contemplative individual. Yeah, um, well, we talked about how he will hit, he'll bounce off the ropes, and he won't know what he's going to do when he comes back off those ropes. But everything he says, even though it sounds unhinged. Um, it seems like he really, you know, he's very deliberate and, uh, thoughtful. Um, no, yeah, no wonder his, um, fa- most famous, uh, WWC, WCW feud is with DDP. Sure. Yeah. 
definitely. Um, that man, we should talk about that match sometime. I love that. Fucking match. absolutely. I have, I have sworn if I had in Yeah, the we just do our. That's how we'll get a Benoit match in. Is we'll just do uh, WCW Falls Count Anywhere matches. Um, was that a Falls Count Anywhere or just a street fight? Uh, the Sully match. Uh, the no, the uh, Savage DDP match. Oh, that was a. Oh, there's a there's a false count anywhere between them. Yeah. Okay. I they had three ninety seven. Yeah, they had three ninety seven. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Bad Max, uh, the most name dropped friend of ours in this podcast, Max to the Max on Twitter, uh, asks if the Poffo brothers never stopped tagging, what would they have been like? So, I I want to say the answer is not the Young Bucks, but it might be the Young Bucks. <laughs> like it's. The, the Rockers, um, like they do, they stay athletic. Do they continue to be like one of those athletic high high intensity teams? I think they end up like a weirder version of I've already said them already, but Fernandez and Rude with uh, mm-hmm. Lanny like developing as a like like but acting as like a WWF version of Rude, um, not like you know fucking mercenary killer Rick Rude uh, of WCW and um, Atlantic. And just like and Randy as your uh, raging bull yeah. type of just fucking maniac. That's fair. Um, Do you think they eventually athletic- they eventually split up and become big single stars either way? Right. Like even if if they go to WWF in '85 as a as a pair, they still become single star. Well, at least Randy does. But I think yeah, like Lanny. If- Lanny's such a weird one because he got brought in as like you know he was he was he worked as Lanny in '85 WWF I believe. Um, right? Yeah. And he's so weird, because, I mean, I just, like, 20, if he was brought in, like, now, I mean, he could have been, like, a weird star. I mean, but if he was brought in, like, like, if he was brought in in the New Generation era, like, and he's working fucking, uh, like, 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 if he's brought in in, like, 93, like, Mm -hmm. with, like, like, around when they brought in, uh... Kid, yeah, of course, and like he's working Bob Holly and Janetti and Brett. all those. T- yeah, like he could have been something. I don't know. La- I don't know what ninety three Landy lo- Lanny looks like. I really have no idea. He's like not like yeah. I mean, I don't mean like from like the literal land. I mean like the only time I don't remember exactly when he would have stopped. But like like you know the story of the the, the gorgeous George thing. Like the original idea was like to bring him in as uh, the gorgeous George. I don't. And, I don't. I've never heard that. Yeah. And then, so they just gave him a six-figure contract, and he just sat on his ass while one just happened. Just, really? <laughs> one of, yeah. So, yeah, so that was of, like what eighty-five? They brought him in for that? No, 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 no. In ninety-nine. Oh, WCW. oh, oh! For WCW, I didn't know it. I actually, I didn't know about the yeah, George, yeah. George thing, but I knew that he was brought in. Uh, I know that he was getting paid a, like a really good contract to not work at all. I did know that part. Yeah. Um, um, Lanny, like, I'm trying to, like, because it's, like, for me, like, if you you have to, like, place Lanny, like, you have to pick him up, because, like, his actual career is very, like, short, real, when it comes down to it, and yeah, it's sort sure. of, but, I don't know, he's more, worst case scenario, like, if Lanny was, like, he would be, uh, a better version of Paul Roma, I <laughs> actually like Paul Roma. Uh, I, but I'm not. A, I'm not a fan personally. I, don't really I like love Paul Roma as a heel because he just, um, I, I just think he's so he's 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 like a worse version of Lanny. And but no, he just he's hmm. just like this fucking little freak, and you hate him, and that's cool. I like that. Sure, <laughs> it fits his era. All right, if he we came gotta, up now, he would be Tony Nese. <laughs> we gotta, anyway, oh um, god, 
<laughs> uh, let's pick up the pace here a little bit. Um, just because I'm looking at the clock and I'm going to start having anxiety again like we did during the nice. Murder Brian episode. Um, cataloging Steve. Uh, Steve, uh, representing the librarian contingent. Um, what early 2000s indie promotions would Bonesaw, Macho's character in Spider-Man, work in? And what would his greatest rivalry be during this period? Uh, the answer is, of course... That he he works CZW. Yes, yeah, yeah, he would feud with he would feud with Zantic. I mean, yeah. come on, hell yeah, uh, uh, that's yeah, it, it's, that's a perfect answer. Um, it's, it's time to go back and watch those Raimi Spider-Man movies again. I I I, I need to check those out. Um, man, it's, it's so cool. Ma- that- imagine, imagine. Remember when like Spider-Man Two was like considered like one of the all-time great movies? Oh, I still do. I still think it's great. I don't even mean like it's something. Like I almost wonder. Like and now, if, like like the wave of like the MCU. I'm like I always under. It's like I, I probably fucking underrated. It's probably pretty fucking good. Oh, it's it's uh, better than any any of the the Marvel cinematic. Universe oh, for sure, stuff. for sure. Um, uh, and just this because Raimi's an actual filmmaker. He makes movies that are actually like movies. Whereas every director, except for maybe Ryan Coogler, um on those Marvel and those MCU movies, um, they shot them like fucking sitcoms. They're shot like episodes of modern family just with either that or they're, um, just like, they're just absolutely, they're working absolute mercenary. Like, um, Captain Marvel was directed by the, like made fucking, uh, half Nelson and sugar. I mean, holy shit. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, Like that's like, there's some like absolute mercenary talent on this where it's like, they, they're just getting paid and, Maybe, Fine, though. But, you know. I mean, that's the thing. is like You look at Ryan... Co- well, I guess Ryan Coogler made Creed also. But, like, Fruitvale Station? Like, that guy didn't seem like the type who would make a fucking superhero movie. But it was, you know, he cared about Black Panther. He cared about bringing... Why are we talking about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool, it's though. Not... Uh, everybody watch... Go watch Spider-Man. Uh, go, go just think about the idea that Sam Raimi was on a set directing both Bruce Campbell... And uh, and and Randy Savage uh, on the same set, crazy. Um, Teddy e- EBG Teddy. What does the EBG stand for? Extremely Got. big. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he's explained it before, and I don't remember. Yeah, it's it's some yeah, it's some smart reference. I'm sure. Um, Teddy said <laughs> EDP Teddy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I almost called him Eddie. Eddie says, uh, if he was alive, would you rather he be in Progress or Chikara? Which is a fucking brutal question. <laughs> um, fuck. It's so funny. I, mean, I had an answer for this last night. and the, Well, the answer's Progress, but I had a reason for it. I say last night. This morning at 8 a.m. Feels like last night. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, because, um, I don't know, I can see uh, Savage being better at intimidating Smallman than Quackenbush. I remember now. I remember that. Yeah, for sure. I agree there. Um, you want Savage in progress because he could be a proper ledge and psycho, uh, not unlike Robbo. I think Randy Savage as the special guest referee for Jimmy Havoc versus Will Ospreay, a match I still haven't seen, probably will never see, but feel like I have because the discourse around it has been so uh, fun to watch unfold. Uh, I think uh, Robbo Savage. I think that's your. I think that's your answer, right? Yeah. Have you watched that match yet? 
Ah, fuck no. <laughs> uh, uh, somebody said we should do it for our show, and I was like, Chris and Kevin should do it. And it turns out they are, and they're bringing Teddy on for it. So I'm looking forward to listening to that. I, yes, agreed. I'm like, that's that's a Chris and Kevin move. Yeah. No insulting, but it... I, I mean, I told them, like, ages ago, you know, do the Fight Club Pro matches with DJ. Like, and they still haven't, so come on. Yeah. Uh, DJ's a friend of the, of the of the community now, now that he's appeared on, on another friend's podcast. Um... Yeah, the Mastodon. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's move on. Neighbor Mania, the, uh, who's a friend of the show, I keep saying. <laughs> uh, this question is for Bucky, and this made me laugh, because I'm not this, but I appreciate it. Uh, this question is for Bucky. As a cocaine expert, exactly how much cocaine do you think Savage and Sherry did before each promo they did together during the Macho King era? Um, I don't have an answer for this. I have no idea. I don't know how much a lot of coke to do at one time is, because I never did a lot of coke at one time. <laughs> um, but I'm going to say a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say a lot. Have I told the story on here how I, uh, I've told you about uh, doing coke with professional baseball player Chuck Knobloch, right? Yes, I have. but I don't think it's all on here. I, I'm almost certain. Um, should I do that, or is that like it, defamation? Uh, <laughs> do I have to cut this whole thing be, out? It might be defamation, but it, it, it's your it's your call for time. Fuck it. Um, when I was a pizza delivery person in Houston, Texas, this probably was like 2009. I uh, I would deliver pizza in the Memorial Villages area which is, uh, like, a pretty affluent area. A lot of basketball players and, and like, you know, sports stars from the Astros and the, the Rockets. Um, and I guess the Texans probably, too, live in that area. And so I delivered pizza one night, uh, like, eight pizzas to this guy's house. And he invited me in, which you're not supposed to do, but I was like, fuck it. I never cared about that anyways. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm a large man. If somebody is going to kill me, then respect. You, you, you pulled it off. Um, I'm not going down easily. Um, I come in and there's like, it's him and two guys and like three girls. And he, what does he give me like a $12 tip, uh, which isn't, isn't even that much for eight pizzas, but whatever. Yeah. For eight pizzas, that's not great. Yeah. It was one delivery. It was easy. It was like not, it was like two miles from the store. He tells this girl, show him your titties, honey. And I was like, what? Like it was one of the weirdest things ever happened to me. And (laughs) And she was like kind of hesitant, and I was like, "She doesn't need to do that. That's I don't." <laughs> and he said, "Don't worry about it, man. They're all whores." And I was like, uh, <laughs> "I was like, all right." And then she didn't, and I was just like, I was uncomfortable. So I got the money, and we're walking towards his door. Um, and I don't know who this guy is at the time, but he says, "I see you like baseball," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> he was like the hat and i was like oh it's, pa- it's papa john's hat <laughs> they make us wear it and he was like oh are you interested in sports i was like sure you know i was an astros fan growing up and then he's like you ever hear of chuck knoblock and i was like yeah sure he played for the twins i remember and he's like that's me and i was like okay cool man <laughs> and then he asked me if i want to do cocaine it's a pretty pretty basic story um <laughs> And we, uh, he pulled out a bag and we did it off of the edge of my key for my Ford F-150. Um, and then I left and I went back to work and I had the nasal drip happening. It was like the third time I ever did Coke. Um, but 
weird story. I looked it up later on. Uh, he has been arrested multiple times for domestic abuse charges. Um, steroid trial stuff, the Canseco list or whatever. He's, yeah. he's been a part of all the stuff. Um, and I, I, who knows? Maybe it wasn't really Chuck, Chuck Knobloch. Maybe it's a guy pretending to be Chuck Knobloch. Uh, uh, I'm what's in person. The most famous person I've done drugs with. Um, let's see here. At another spammer, Gendo Thakari, which is uh, that's a reference to something. Um, he says, in the same vein, who is similar to Lanny in terms of being an underutilized talent? It's a tough one. Similar well, to Lanny uh, in the style of Lanny, or just people uh, left on the roster without being Similar to used? Lanny in style. Let's just go with okay. keep it more. Um, someone who I don't know. Someone who knows who is ta- who who is talented, but sort of like holds it back because it's more. I would say sometimes Gulak. Yeah, I, Gulak was a guy I thought of almost immediately too. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, right now Gulak has the fucking he has the purple belt and all, but it's like does he really? Purple. Yeah. Oh, but good for that's him. <laughs> like, but when they're like, uh, let's just just make man, like like Gulak his gimmick where he uh, doesn't come off the top ropes or whatever. When he has like one of the best, like he has like that great flying clothesline and shit. And sure. Like, yeah, it's like, but it's like, yeah, uh, Lanny, uh, very talented though. Didn't really make the most of it, but I don't think he ever tried to because yeah. he knew that that wasn't where the money was at the time. Sure. He is an interesting figure to recontextualize, as I've said. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I'm going to just throw out a name, Marty Gennetti. Um I'm not going to justify it. Yeah, very very pro-Marty Gennetti podcast. Yeah, uh, for sure. Cocaine. Um, <laughs> so Neutral Max, at Crowley Head, um, asks, Why isn't Macho Man recognized as the greatest Jewish babyface in wrestling alongside Goldberg? And then he says, yes, I know the Italian father confuses things, but... Uh, and I'm going to answer this uh, with some bullshit and say it's because he's a better heel than he is a babyface. So. Yeah, nobody fucking thinks of him as a babyface, really. He is good. He is, he is a great, great babyface. Yeah. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't know he was Jewish. I had no idea. Um, until this came in. And then you mentioned it earlier, but I... Fuck... I don't. I had no idea. I th- like I said. I thought he was black. Uh, <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, my friend Mike. Mike Stocks at David Thixon ass. Thix <laughs> at David Thixon ass on Twitter. Um, I'm not going to spell it. You'll have to just find it spelled very strangely. Uh, he said, "If, Ma- if Macho Man pistol whipping Bill Dundee with his own gun happened today, how many lame work shoot promos would there be about it?" Um, Answers a lot or none, because I think people might be afraid of talking about guns on wrestling shows. Yes. Um, um, <laughs> do you have yeah, thoughts on King, that? Um, yeah, Kingston. He he would do it, but that's yeah. it. Yeah, but it's it's not like it's not a work shoot promo with Kingston. That's just him talking. I know. Uh, yeah. And then he also asked. Also, would coked out Randy Savage punching out police dogs make him a hero or a villain? As it's violence against violence against a cop, but also violence against a dog. Um, Mike asks questions that are they don't need answers. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, co- uh, co- police dogs are. Uh, they're they're um, exploited. And yeah, they're, so. yeah, they're fucking slaves to the system. It's horrible. Um, they're all those dogs are going to die because weed is going to be legal. You remember that? 
<laughs> where the, the uh, article came out that all the all the drug dogs um, will no longer have jobs because of weed being legal, and then they're going to have to just euthanize them. That that's how do they know uh, how much fucking cocaine is done in this country? Right. <laughs> it's a different. I think um, it's a different kind of dog. I think they train different dogs to do. That. I don't. Know. I don't know anything about it. Uh, Shadate at Shadate one asks greatest match of his pre nineteen eighty two. You know, it's it's got to be the Crusher Broomfield match, right? We 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 agreed on that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah great. Um, at Grumpstorm, a uh, friend of the show, um, says, <laughs> "What's your favorite Macho Man fashion era?" Um, and this is a question with a lot of possible answers, but I'm going to go with. 1999 uh Dennis yes. Rodman feud uh Leather Daddy uh with uh, Leather Daddy <laughs> a Savage is so fucking it's perfect it's because he has he has that he has the real energy it's and he was not a leather guy in the 80s when everyone no. was a leather guy he's wearing a leather jacket and like a, a fedora in that that Memphis clip that I talked about but it's very much like it's it's not it's not fucking BDSM looking leather. It's it's. He's just... not fucking. Yeah, he's not fucking Billy Eady. Yeah, in uh, no. Volition. Yeah, he 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 just looks cool. He just looks like a cool guy. Um, yeah. Uh, are we in agreement on that? No, oh, for sure, for sure. That's exactly what yeah. I was going to say. Also, all those bitches, right? Goddamn. Um, and finally, uh, friend of mine, Ty, please, uh, says, would you ever eat a steak from Randy Savage if you knew it was in his pants because he stole it from his local Kroger? I don't know what this means, but I'm going to guess that Ty just stole a uh, steak from Kroger. Uh, and the answer would be yes, sure. Steak is steak. Is steak. You cook that shit. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've talked about, you know, my my parents buying stolen meat right, fairly often. You know, <laughs> I feel it's, like that's come up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, it's what you do. Yeah. Ty, did you steal a steak from Kroger? Sound off or in the Randy Savage uh, yeah. steal a steak it's just, from it's Kroger. It's just a story we don't know about. Um, all right, we're going to power through this. We're going to do this tag match quickly so we can get to the main event time. Um, thank you all for your questions. I, I I really like it when... I had to beg you. I had to beg you for questions, but I really like it when you guys uh, come in with, with the hot stuff there. Um, gives us another another layer of, of things to talk about. So we're not just talking about, uh, wow, that was a uh, great hot tag segment because <laughs> that is inherently boring um next up from september 17th 1984 the mid-south coliseum in memphis tennessee this is randy savage and jerry lawler teaming against rick rude and king kong bundy um now i watched a promo before this of macho uh saying it's like the twilight zone come to life to see macho man and jerry lawler in the same corner and then he says and don't say that i spit when i talk yeah because i don't yeah and i don't know what it's some real coke shit um <laughs> i i think that's i'll link it i'll just i'll just put all the links to the promos in the in the thing um but yeah this is full tornado tag crazy shit um what did you what did you think of this a lot of fun um it's is it's it's very it's a weird match you know the bit like because it's not like they have a lot of weapons to pull out but i mean they are like like uh like they're, they're using the classic memphis stanchions uh lance Ross yeah. calls them a standard i think of them as stanchions i didn't you know, I, the, I don't know that term i know what you're talking about now that you because of the context it's the little uh 
the the guard I have written uh all right, let's see here. I have written that uh it's a guard rope anchor pole. Think the line at the bank. <laughs> yes. So it holds up the velvet rope. So yeah. Uh, keep, it's this is cool. Uh there's Lawler punches the shit out of Bundy um, until he falls out of the ring at the beginning, uh, which should tell you everything you need to know about the aura of like Lawler's abilities as a boxer when even the massive King Kong Bundy is selling so faithfully for it. Um, we get some shots, some weapon shots. Rude gets hit in the head with a, like the hard side of a padded chair, and if you've ever swung... I don't know how many people who listen to this show have swung a variety of chairs, uh, but if you if you had, you'd know that the padded ones have like a lot of extra weight. Uh, you really don't want to get hit with one. Uh, and I th- I think Lawler breaks that chair over Bundy's head, maybe? Like, it's... They, they yeah. They throw some hard shots. Um, let's see here. Rude gets a counter on Lawler, takes over, but then Bundy's on the floor just still getting his ass kicked by Savage. And, like, we're halfway through this, and Bundy has still had zero offense. Yeah. What did you think uh, about that? He- He's he's uh it was fun. He's got a bumper. I mean, this is him twenty eight years old. I think I looked it up. Uh, it's like he had very short uh prime, but which is a shame because I mean he was fucking he was agile. Um, it's just like I don't know if he ever really grew, but uh, I well he grew, but you know <laughs> as developed as a way right. Um, but he I mean. I don't know. This he's a lot of fun to watch in this in this context. Um, yeah. Oh, he's good. He's really good. I, I've always liked Bundy. Yeah. Um, um, and also, you know, what would this uh, podcast be if we didn't have someone uh, from South Jersey on it? Right. Right. Of course. I always like the story that the reason uh, Bundy like didn't have a contract or would never get booked uh, was because he was a he didn't like flying, so he just would only get booked in New Jersey. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah, they end up isolating Lawler. Bundy gets some shit in, finally. Um, Rude lifts the timekeeper's table, like, over his head and just smashes it into Savage's face. Like, heavy-looking table. Uh, and then he throws that table over the top into the ring. They place it down, um, like, they place it on top of Lawler's body with the top, like, down, flat, top flat side down. Um, and then <laughs> Bundy just stands on it, smushing yeah. Lawler. Uh, great spot, great shit. Um, yeah, this is like it's it, um, this is just like solid ten minutes or so of action of yeah. like just just nice brawling up. Rude gets busted open. Um, but again, one of those where yeah. it's like you don't really, you can't really tell. I don't know what it's like, but just do gives a shit. It yeah, no, the context. you believe Lance. You believe Lance when he says it, even if you can't see it. Um, it I think it's with a uh, Lawler wraps a chain around his fist. Um. And you also believe Lance when he says uh, this great line, seven and a half minutes into World War Three. Uh, yes. Lawler pins Rude off of, uh, I think, the chain shot. And instead of uh, just breaking up the pin, Bundy just fucking splashes the ref, Jerry Calhoun. Uh, yeah. No DQ, you know. This is a, this so, is a no DQ tag. Yeah. Uh, always pro refs getting killed on Hell this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Uh, um. We get a what good the finish. fuck is no? Oh, what the fuck? Is, I was just gonna. What the fuck is Jimmy Hart wearing? Because that does tie into the finish, of course. Because Rude I and didn't Bundy notice. representing the, uh, the he looks like he's wearing like a like a satin gi or something. It's fucking oh. weird. Yeah, this he looks must like have been dressed... the uh, the 
the mixed martial arts era of Jimmy Hart. Mixed it's martial a, heart. Get it? Yeah, um, it's good. such a fucking weird look. It kicks ass, but it's very weird. And he only really gets involved in this match, which is no DQ and Tornado, at, at, for this spot, which is smart, but at the same time, it's like... I don't know. I mean, he could have been doing whatever, but also... I didn't even know he was out there before that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I didn't realize it was him at first. I mean, because, like, he's not being... I mean, he's Jimmy Hart. He's the most fucking oppressively uh, obnoxious over the top. For sure. For good and for bad uh, manager ever. But, like, no, he's very... And then he just interrupts, uh, like, the pin um, that... um, Well, so... Paul Paul Morton comes out. Um, Ricky Morton's dad, I believe, and famous Memphis referee. Is that right? Yeah. Um, he he's you know comes out, tries to count the three. Crowd pops for him because they know Paul Morton. Um, Jimmy Hart grabs his arm to stop the count, which is classic. Um, and then meanwhile, in the background, this is a pretty masterful fucking fuck finish here. Um, Savage backdrops Rude, holds him in the cradle, and Jerry Calhoun on the other side of the ring regains consciousness somewhat and makes the count. Uh, but all the shoulders are down. Apparently, Rude gets his shoulder up as as the 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 hand hits the three, um, and Rude and Bundy are announced the winners. Like really cool, just shit show finish. Um, I don't know. I I love two refs. I love two pins at once, and I love the fucking double pin. One guy gets the shoulders up at the end. Bullshit. It's yeah. Just a perfect storm of bullshit here. Yes, it's great. It's uh, it's just like fun. It's you know, fun ass match. Uh, good cool to see rude, fucking... like super young. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even talk about Savage. But, I mean, Savage, all he does is fucking. He's just doing like a double axe handles off the top. The yeah, whole fucking match and it kicks ass. Obviously, cause it's he just doesn't give a shit. He's just like a fucking mad bomber and it yeah. whips. But it's like he's it, it's not that he's not in this match. It's just like there's not well, a whole lot to talk about beyond the fact that it just kicks ass. The double axe handle. It's funny you mentioned that because he isn't in the match a whole lot as far as like the focal point of the action, but. There's a moment where uh, Rude is on the floor, and Savage is going to give him the double axe handle off the top to the floor, and Rude just doesn't get up. So Savage is standing up there like 15 to 20 seconds before he does it. Um, Yeah, it's this cool match. Um, Probably the least of the four that we watched, but definitely cool to see. uh, And of course, because Savage and Lawler are teaming. So um, that leads us to our main event, uh, main event time. Randy yes. Savage versus Jerry Lawler, Memphis, Mid-South Coliseum, of course. Uh, June the 3rd, 1985. Uh, I'm sorry, 1985. Uh, June the 3rd, I believe, was like often one of their big shows. Yeah. That's the same date that uh, the Dundee Loser Leaves Town match, right? Or is that June 6th? I mean, it would have been like that weekend, I've, okay. I mean, just in general. I, for some reason, they tended to... Uh, run big shows first weekend in, in June, it seems like. Um, maybe somebody can tell us why. Loser Leaves Town. Um, this match kicks ass. This match is exactly yeah. what you want. 90% punches. Um, it It's great. I like. There's not even a lot to talk about here. I think people should yes, watch this. I, I, I mean, because it's like a solid, there's like a solid seven minutes of uh, Savage stalling. Which kicks ass. It's good. It works in the context of the match. There's probably Perfectly. more than that. Um, yeah, but I mean, just the start. I think I, I don't even know. It seemed like, but it wasn't like it wasn't like a big deal. It works in the context of the match. It's about like him being a fucking chicken shit, and 
being a chicken shit is cool. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> fine. Sure. I don't... Yeah. Yeah, uh, Lance keeps saying that... Uh, well, first he says that it's hard to work strategy against Savage because he's such a wild man. Um, wow. But he, he also keeps saying that Savage is making himself scarce, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, now, I thought it was... This is always an interesting thing with Memphis to me, with Jerry Lawler main events, is that Lawler is often presented as, like, an honorable man. You know, like, the, yeah. the hero character to all the horrible villains. But Lawler is far from an honorable honorable man. Yes. Um, that's, yes. <laughs> Savage gets the advantage um, after the long stalling sequence. And... Lawler's down, getting punched in the face, and Lawler just fucking low blows him, just hits him right in the balls. Um, <laughs> like, not, oh. <laughs> like, out of nowhere. I actually rewound because I was like, did he just do that? Um, we get a little break in the action that is, like, l- preceded by narration by Jerry Lawler, um, who says, we're going to come back with more <laughs> in just a minute. And then we get the the Jerry Lawler show graphic, um, which I don't. I don't know. That was like a talk show type thing that they would do, or was it a separate show from the classic Memphis television? I think it was uh, a, a separate show, just Bizarre. to maximize. Yeah, just like to maximize TV time. I, uh, I think it. I think it aired on the other um, weekend day from Memphis. Okay, uh, like right, like like Memphis Wrestling, like official sure. show. Sure, championship wrestling uh, is what the the graphic always said. Um, Let's see here. Come back from the break, and we get thrust right into uh, a high-speed Randy Savage rope-running sequence. Um, you know, Lawler does the drop-down, uh, he ducks a clothesline, whatever, and then Savage bounces off the ropes, and they double-KO conk heads, um, which is, I think... I haven't seen Savage versus Steamboat in a long time, but I'm pretty sure that's in all of the Savage-Steamboat matches, right? Yeah. The high-speed double uh noggin knocker um yeah i think that's just a really good example of of like a a, that's a signature like savage sequence um and really shows really illustrates what we were talking about earlier that he he is unhinged in his movements and anything could happen when he bounces off that rope um so at some point here lance remarks on how you would expect punches to lose steam uh, at this point, but they're really going at. Like, I, I wish I could do a better Lance. <laughs> I gotta work on my. He's such a weird because he has a he has a uh, a professional TV man fucking accent in the sense that he does he has he has an accent, but it's like he doesn't fucking sound like anybody else on that goddamn show. Right. Um, compare yeah, he... him to fucking fucking Randy. Uh, compare him to like. Fucking, I don't know everybody else. Fucking yeah. Eddie Marlin. Well, like, Dave Brown. What Dave Brown was a weatherman. Is that what they always say? Yeah. So Dave Brown sounds like a weatherman. Lance yeah. doesn't sound like anything in particular. He sounds he sounds like a a well spoken, uh, like deliberate older you know older gentleman, like a grandfather that you respect. Um, he's I think he's the greatest commentator of all time. Um, thoughts on that? Uh. I don't necessarily disagree. No, I think he's. Uh, I don't have anyone I put up above him really off the top of my head. Just great, great, and maybe not as good at selling like the, um, you know, the big epic moments or whatever. But moment to moment, just competent and not excitable, but like 
like you can tell when shit is going down from the tone in his voice, but it's also a bit monotone overall. Like he doesn't, his range isn't so high, um, but it, it it never feels like he doesn't know what he's talking about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he feels like he pres- he has he's probably the best presenter. Okay. For uh, okay. Matt, like for uh, a given any given match or in wrestling history. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, like like when he is set, like he is. He was a host. Like, he was a television host more than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like he um, like he 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 uh, takes like he doesn't take it up. That sounds stupid, but I mean he, um, you know, you know, he's I don't know the fuck. He's he's like the mm-hmm. nice veil on it. You know what I mean? You know okay. what I fucking mean? Like he he covers everything nicely. Yeah. He like he's a good envelope. Yeah. Yeah, it's it it is it is not his show, but he is sort of the one uh, underneath it all, running, um, keeping it's he's the the string that holds it together. Um, at some point, he announces that we're twenty seven minutes into this match. Uh, Fucking bizarre, I know. Yeah, so I think probably about ten got clipped out of this match total, um, and then Savage knees Lawler. Lawler's on the apron on the outside of the ring. Um, Lawler flies off the apron face first into the timekeeper's table. Uh, Savage, Savage, <laughs> Savage follows this with a classic top to the floor axe handle. Lawler's cut open, um, and Savage begins to attack the cut with punches. Um, the hard punches, more the more refined version of the punches, like you said earlier. Um, by '85, he's got his punches down. He's got the punches yeah, that like, you would he- like know and love from later in his career. Yeah, the way the fist lands in, like... The snap. Uh, yeah. It's really just some of the best. Um, and, you know, it's... He's in there with Lawler. He's in there with maybe the greatest puncher in the history of wrestling. Um, and they're very different kinds of punches from what Lawler does, of course. Um, Lance says the ref... All right, all right, so Jerry Calhoun, the referee. Uh, Lance says... Uh, Jerry says it's a really bad cut. Um... <laughs> Which I believe him. I haven't seen it. Um, but they, they sell the lie so well. Um, Savage slams him into the post. And then Jerry Calhoun begins checking the gash above King's eye. Uh, like, in between each punch. So, yeah, he checks the cut, right? Savage punches him. He gets in between Savage and Lawler. He checks it again. And it just really, like, sells the severity of the cut. Or... You know the care that the referee is taking maybe is what it sells better. Yeah, it sells it sells like the seriousness of it and like the fact that Savage is gonna hug and stop, and he's not even and like theoretically he could. I mean, that also the Lawler, it, like he's in the he's in the corner, but he's not falling. Like he right. could, but the Savage is just not going to like even try. He's just going to keep punching this motherfucker. It's like, a he has lot the of upper punches. hand. He bites him some. Yeah, and he took. I mean, he took like the like. Um, he, like this is interesting. I mean, I don't know how how ingrained was the uh, Lawler. You know, he's a slow starter. Uh, narrative by like mid nineteen eighty five. I wonder. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I think that's he says that in some of like the most famous matches. I don't think anybody ever believed it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. It's like it's very strange. I, but I don't think. But if it, but it works in this context, of, like I don't know. That almost feels like something. That feels like something that Randy Savage would think of. Like just like. Oh, Lance fucking said it. Oh, sorry, I do. 
I don't know if Randy is watching f- footage. I always I don't know. That. I don't. I just like like I don't know. Like putting over the narrative somehow. Just like not not watching the footage, but he just like I don't know. Like he heard it in his brain. You know, he right. opened his third eye. Uh, and I feel like Sa- so Savage is notorious for uh, planning his matches out uh, with like elaborate sequences. Um, but it's interesting. So I don't. I never got the sense that he actually watched wrestling. And I think that's, we've talked about like this guy comes off like a guy who's never seen wrestling and that's why he kicks ass because he has no like pretense to go on. Um, yeah. It's, it's like, I only, it's like, I only know what works by what the fans respond to. Which yeah. Is good. What feels right when I do it. Um, Savage. Also, if you consider like, He's he he's known for that that extensive planning. This is not a match that you can plan out. You lay it out basically your finish and you know some of the momentum shifts, the fucking Lawler blade job. You you plan that out, but there's not much to plan out here. It is yeah, it's just ninety percent punches. Yeah, yeah, yeah stall for seven minutes, uh, then punch and punch for like, twenty. Yeah, it's fucking good. It works for. Um, and, and I mean, it's about building to the climax because the climax of it is not really the, is not really the finish in and of itself. The fi- well, the, it's it's the false finish is the real climax. I mean, I wouldn't I th- say that. I, I, we might have different terminology for terms for like definitions I mean, I of climax because um, the climax is not. Uh, so Jerry Calhoun keeps k- checking, um, and then Lawler's not going down. He's hanging onto the the ropes in the corner. More punches. Savage bites his forehead, punches him some more. Jerry Calhoun checks the cut and calls for the bell. Um, so we get a ref stoppage, right? Mid-South Coliseum is pissed. Um, and then I, I think Lance says, uh, Jerry said he stopped the match because the blood was uh, getting in Lawler's eye and Lawler could lose the eye. <laughs> Which yeah. is so fucking cool. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, Jerry gets on the mic. Uh, and I think this is the climax. I mean, this is this well, is your... What's the climax of a wrestling match? It's the fucking babyface comeback. Exactly. Um, well, this this And this is the comeback. It's not when they resume the match. This is when... This is him... I mean, this is Memphis. It's not about, like... Like, the in-ring, like... I mean, we can... We can it's like, that doesn't matter. It's like Jerry Lawler putting all the fucking cards on the line and saying, you're not going to fucking... It's like... <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to let you take this from me. If I get beat, I get beat. But I'm not getting. But this isn't me getting beat. This is you taking it away from me. Right. Sure. It's, it's and he gets set. up on top of the timekeeper's table. Demands yeah. Savage get back in the ring. Tom Renesto is out there, who is like one of the assassins, right? I think yeah. Uh, they mentioned Tom Renesto. I don't know what his role was here. Um, and Lawler's, you know, Lance says uh, Lawler is willing to take all responsibility, which I guess that means he's not going to sue the athletic commission or whatever. If he loses the eye, yeah. um, a very intense stuff, uh, very cool. And Lance as just, you can't tell what Jerry's saying on the mic because it, oh, no. it's awful sound quality. And the PA itself was terrible. Um, yeah. so you've just got Lance there to offer your narration. Um, and yeah, bell rings, crowds, white, hot savage returns back on offense punches 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 and then lawler begins lawlering up uh people i don't know how much people have seen of this stuff but people know right that hulk hogan stole his shit from lawler yeah like how many um 
how many baby faces did this? Like, how common was this in that era? Because I feel like the the real, like, shaking and, of course, Lawler puts down the strap, um, and it's, which is basically the same thing as when fucking Hogan would point at him, right? Um, yeah. Was this that... isn't, yeah, I mean, this isn't, like, a Bruno comeback by any no, imagination. No, not at um, all. This isn't, like, yeah, and, like, a lot of it are, aren't really built on, like, uh, like this big, um... Dramatic elongated... absorbing of punishment. Yes, combat, yeah, it's about, like, I, I have my opening, I'll fucking, yeah. it's like, you fucked up, and I'll take it. Yeah, that's how wrestling, like, that's, that's how wrestling works. It's like, that's how it, it's how, in theory, it should be, is a logical, like, um, you made a mistake, I get my shit in, and then you're fucked. Um, but yeah, hulking up is something else. It's when you just, something ticks over in your brain, and, uh... Yeah. And you you enter lizard mode yeah. mode and you just like you're you know survival it's like that's it I'm fucking you know I'm fucking, you're gonna die yeah that's, that's tells him cool. to punch him harder and harder and then Lawler comes in with those all time great punches just clobbering him um what two massive fist drops off the second rope then the pile yeah. driver uh, of course the pile driver was an illegal illegal maneuver in Memphis I think a lot of people who haven't watched this stuff don't realize uh, but. No, you know, no DQ matches. You can do it. Loser leaves town. Stipulations like that. Um, it's almost always going to be the finish in those cases. And yeah. pile driver uh, Calhoun counts the three, and Randy Savage is going to New York. Um, yeah, loser leaves town. I guess in the in this era was was it still loser leaves town for thirty days? Um. Often, or uh, loser leaves for ninety. You know, whatever. Yeah. I don't like. Obviously, this. Like, they never say, though. That is the one thing. So I'm not exactly sure off the top of my head what, like, right. what the uh, actual condition of it would be, but it was Well, he left, like, ended up leaving for, like, eight years. I think Savage came back he, to Memphis in 93. Yes, that, which, um, you know, that, if we ever do uh, a fucking B-Sides, you know, we might, you know, who knows. But yeah. fucking that, like, he does, and then, you know... Like the feud, I mean, feud famously does will resume in uh, WWF and uh, and the WWF invasion of USWA, which is very. Like, I've never very, watched that stuff. I really would like it, to get get around to that. McMemphis is that what they call it? Uh, yeah. With fucking, you get like, I mean, everybody says it's Vince uh, perfecting, like working like out like the Mister McMahon character, and it is and it isn't. It's just Vince McMahon being Vince McMahon is the answer. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what it is. Um. Uh, but it's it's fucking it's very good. Um, yeah. obviously, it's I'll, I'll too have much to talent check that out. to not be one of these um, days. Um, yeah. So fuck. What? I don't even know how we end this. It's it's been a lot of fun to talk about Randy Savage. I I kind of want to do. I want to find excuses to do more. Um, more shit on him. I I. He's just so weird and so cool. He was my favorite wrestler as a kid. You know, I I didn't even mention that. Um. Miss Elizabeth doesn't even like show up in any of these matches. We've got so much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um God, I just scrolled past a quote. Hulkamania is like a single grain of sand in the Sahara Desert that is macho madness. Like <laughs> what a fucking freak, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So how do uh, how just... do we how do we do another fucking Savage show? How do we figure that out? How do we shoehorn uh, that in? We'll figure it out. I mean, 
we we have we have them we have the uh options i don't know we'll just do uh we'll do a free piece on uh, the ddp feud or we'll figure it out no I no no, no. i have an idea let's do team madness <laughs> let's get <laughs> let's do we'll do a mona match and uh we'll get medusa and well i guess mona miss madness right um yeah yeah and we can do we'll do savage versus kevin nash um we'll do we can do gorgeous george versus Lil nature yes i like that a lot i like that a lot we've been of course we've talked about it so many times trying to get a charles robinson match on this on this program um but yeah savage versus dennis rodman um i that is a match made for this show and i think we've talked about doing it on our like celebrity guest uh you know like one time celebrity yeah. matches um you know, the, the spiritual successor of the perfect match, Nick Cage versus David Arquette. Yes, of course. Yeah, like, the, that's one thing, is we already spoiled the best possible one. Um, but yeah, I, I I really love Randy Savage, and when you watch a Savage match now, after you've just been watching, you know, new wrestling mostly for the last few months or however long, and it's just like, you know, it's like putting it on, on, on an old baseball glove and having, like, this fucking... Rush. Not that I've experienced that. I don't know why that made that analogy. I, whatever baseball glove I had when I was a kid has been gone since I was fucking thirteen, probably. But it's that like rush of nostalgic emotion comes back, um, and I think Savage was that for a lot of people. You know. Yeah, and also what the fuck? I mean, at some <laughs> point we had to fucking do Memphis. Well, yeah, that was the other thing. Is you sort of shoehorned to... this. You were like, I want to do Memphis. They feel bad that we haven't done Memphis. And well, that was... You said this idea to me uh, a while ago, and I just thought it's fucked stuck with me as an idea that just sounded good. It sounded yeah. like a good and Well, I've like... been wanting to revisit it anyways, because I haven't... I, I There was a time when I stopped watching all wrestling. In, like, 2014, um, I would watch, like, Lucha... And 83 Memphis. <laughs> yeah. And I was really but, happy back then, you know? Uh. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes I, don't, I don't necessarily know what else you need. Yeah. Um, and was, it's just like, it, this is a good intro to Memphis because you get a wide variety of cool and weird shit. And yeah. it's also a chance to talk about fucking Randy Savage. I mean, yeah. goddamn. Randy yeah, Savage I, I think ass. Um, he is a guy that most people will be able to, you know, he's a familiar face. Uh being very familiar because he is he is he is very much randy savage and he could not be anything else um not even if he tried and i i love the guy and i uh i would like to do more of these uh snap into a slim jim i have hell a couple yeah. slim jim yeah yeah <laughs> snap, you had a slim jim i had a slim jim today and i didn't even think about it until i got home and i was like oh, fuck yeah i should have got a slim jim which be snapping into him uh son of a bitch